Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise Five minutes to the top of the hour. It came as no surprise to many South Africans that ESCOM, after announcing that they will recruit engineers, specifically retired engineers and high skill engineers, with the support of unions, it came as no surprise that they were unable to do so when they announced it last week. In particular, it came as no surprise to Professor Mark Swilling, the coordinator at the Center for Sustainable Trans- Transitions at Stellenbosch University. Why? Because... He has been warning that South African engineers are leaving South Africa and mass for various reasons. What are some of the pull factors? What are some of the push factors? Professor Mark Swilling joins us this morning. Professor Mark, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Why are South African engineers leaving the country? Are they being pulled or are they being pushed? Uh, it's a combination of both. Uh, basically, uh, when it comes to high-end professionals, particularly in the engineering um, sector, they would they prefer to be able to operate within functional institutions that give them the relevant space to think of problem solving and creative solutions uh, in ways that are relatively free from abuse. And, and when I talk about abuse, it can be personal abuse, it could be professional abuse, uh, in ways that is typical of dysfunctional institutions. Yeah, so it's not money. It can't be singled out as more money is being offered by countries with stronger currencies and better economies. It's largely because South African institutions are dysfunctional. Well, I mean, obviously you cannot discount at all the attraction of more money in uh, nicer places to live uh, where there's less violence and so on. Uh, obviously, one cannot discount that. But we do also need to respect the fact that uh, South African trained engineers have a certain level of patriotism, would, lo- would love to be able to contribute to the solutions uh, to the problems that South Africa faces. But they just don't often have the opportunity to do so within dysfunctional municipalities or dysfunctional state-owned enterprises. For example, Matilda Koko had a, a set of unsigned letters of resignation, which he could just sign in order to get rid of somebody who was uh, delivering uh, information he didn't want to hear about the power stations when he was CEO. That kind of abuse uh, of high-level professional skills is going to basically frighten them away, which is what happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the public sector is not the only place where engineers can work in South Africa, albeit a, a massive employer. What has the private sector been doing to retain some of South Africa's best skilled engineers? Well, in the private sector, you have uh, more functional uh, institutional environments. And the t- traditional trajectory, professional career trajectory has been, you know, working in a local authority or state-owned enterprise probably because uh, a bursary has been provided. Go up the ranks and then move into the private sector uh, where you can earn more money and consult back to, into the institutions uh, that you have become familiar with. Uh, and then move on into the international um, circuits. Uh, that has been the traditional trajectory. Now, your question is, has the private sector done enough to contribute to the reproduction of this pool of skills? Probably not. Uh, I think more could be done in the collaborations with uh, universities, but in particular, 
technical universities where mm. the BTEC qualification is an absolutely critical part of what is required in the future. Yep, we're going to have to leave you there. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Professor Mark Swilling. Professor Mark Swilling is with Stellenbosch uh, uh, University, and he echoes the words of the South African Institution of Civil Engineers that registered their concern that South African engineers are leaving the country en masse.